Welcome to the Fabulous 413. I'm Khalees Smith. And I'm Monty Belmonte. Later in the show, a preview of all the New Year's Eve festivities happening at First Night Northampton with Northampton Arts Council events producer Steve Sanderson. And a double shot of Live Music Friday with First Night performers Father Hotep and Love Crumbs. Plus a sparkling wine Thunderdome with the reigning food and beverage queens of Lennox, Mary Dare from Dare Bottle Shop and Provisions, and her sister, Molly Lyon Joseph from La Boema right around the corner. Indeed. But first, a couple of stragglers from our holiday movies list, uh, including this one, which was frankly on both Monty and my list ever since discovering it. Yeah, and it was too good to skip or to rush yesterday at the end of the show. Because the crazy that is this movie. (laughs) So it is called in English either Deadly Games or Dial Code Santa Claus. And I first saw it as part of a monthly free culty double feature movie program that I helped produce at the Shea called Cinema Storm. And, and I saw it for late nights at Amherst Cinema, who were also showing it. Yeah. And so my friend Bob Kraskowski, who is a filmmaker, was like, you have got to see this movie. And it's uh, by a French director. It's in French, really. Called, uh, his name is René Mansour. And the issue with this movie is that it came out in 1989, and it's about a home invasion where a child has to protect his home from invaders on Christmas. It just so happens that the invader of this particular home is Santa, Santa Claus. Claus. So then 1990, a year later, one of the most famous Christmas movies of all time comes out, Home Alone, and Mansour, the French director, threatened legal action, saying that they'd plagiarized his movie and alleging they had remade it. Now, the timeline to get a movie made in that year and having totally plagiarized it to me seems like unrealistic. And frankly, there aren't a whole lot of comedic elements to the French version. I think this is very much a dread and the raid sort of situation where they just happen to have similar storylines and come out way too close to each other. It's also interesting to note that you can't, as far as I know, find Dial Code Santa Claus or Deadly Games streaming anywhere. You have to either find it and like buy it on a Blu-ray or something, or uh, have a good friend who owns the Blu-ray, like Bob Kraskowski. Uh, <laughs> my, 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 my dad found it somewhere because I made my family watch this for our family, watch, family <laughs> holiday watch-along after I'd seen it because I could not let that I couldn't let them keep going not knowing that this movie exists. Let's hear the trailer for Dial Code Santa Claus. He's nine years old. His name is Thomas. He's a little genius. He believes in Father Christmas. His two favorite pastimes, computers and superheroes. December 24th, midnight. Hidden under the dining room table, Thomas waits for Father Christmas. But what he does not know is that he is about to experience the most frightening night in his entire life. This movie (laughs) is so amazingly bad that it's good. It is so amazing. The little kid in it has the most majestic mullet 
<laughs> that I've seen in ages. And he has to fight Santa Claus all night who's trying to kill him and his grandfather. Yeah, and he's been playing, like, the setup for this movie also is just so long. Yeah. You see him in, like, all of the, the games that he gets up to in, like, this literal castle that he lives in. Yeah. Not like a standard house, like a, like a mansion sort of thing. Yeah, you thought the Home Alone house was nice. The kid from Dial Code Santa Claus lives has in, a whole a, like, a castle. Room, has yeah. a whole secret room with, like, an actual other house in it it's it's genuinely bizarre but does all the things that um kevin McAllister does like booby trap the house and, yes. and fight for uh, for dear life and stick his grandpa in a suit of armor but one of the best things about this movie is the closing credits song which is performed by none other than bonnie tyler who you know from total eclipse of the heart and the lyric I, i'm not mistaken the lyrics were written by the director that could be because it's it sounds like lyrics that were written in french and then poorly translated into english yeah it does sound like a prototype of google translate let's hear a little clip of some of the genius lyrics that go into this bonnie tyler song that is part of the genius uh, is a strong word i love this i listen to this all the time <laughs> So if you miss those lyrics, first of all, it starts out with Merry, Merry Christmas. Don't change, kids. Stay with us. Stay a little, Jesus. Hold on to my heart. But the second verse is my favorite. Happy birthday, Christmas. Now we've just gone total bonkers here. And the one you just heard is Help Me, Santa Claus. Come close to my heart. All my doors are closed. Wanted Mr. Xmas. Reward little Jesus. I mean, it's really just a hodgepodge of words that sound like they should belong in a Christmas song. I linked this song to somebody who sent me an equally bonkers Christmas song, and their only comment was, what did I just see? Yeah. What did I just hear? And I had no answers for them. And yet it's Bonnie Tyler and that incredible voice. So to me, it's it's mwah, chef's kiss good. Um, <laughs> thank you. Uh, we got an email from Tim Austin, who's a teacher in Amherst, who says, Monty and Khalees, when you requested weird Christmas movies, I knew I had no choice but to reach out about The Christmas That Almost Wasn't, a film which the term cult classic doesn't even begin to describe. It was made in 1966, originally in Italian, and my parents purchased it from the 99-cent bin in Ames around 1993, a decision they now deeply regret. <laughs> the basic premise, Christmas is coming and Santa facing an unfair North Pole rent increase from his landlord, Phineas T. Prune, turns to the local lawyer, Sam Whipple, who has always believed in him. Hijinks ensue of course, and the film features some excellent musical numbers, including Why Can't Every Day Be Like Christmas and Kids Get All the Breaks. No Christmas Cinephile Collection is complete without it. Have a wonderful holiday. So now I have to figure out how to check out the Christmas that yeah. almost wasn't. And shout out to the MST3K version of Santa Claus versus the Martians. Which I just recently rewatched. Oh, so beautiful. <laughs> so beautiful. Yes, Mystery Science Theater has a bunch of amazing, weird Christmas things that you should watch. Santa Claus versus Satan 
is yeah. another great one that I love. Yeah. Uh, Santa Claus and the Easter Bunny. I don't know that one as well. Oh, but, yeah. that one's genuinely. Uh, yeah. We have no time. And if you have a Roku, <laughs> if you have a Roku, you can watch Mystery Science Theater 24 hours a day. Indeed. All right. Anyway, coming up, a first night Northampton preview with Steve Sanderson, the offense producer, and two of the performers, Father Hotep and Love Crumbs. But up next, tiny bubbles in the wine. A wine thunderdome with their bottle shop and provisions in Lennox at Pizzeria Barama, right around the corner. You're listening to the fabulous 413 on 88.5 NAPM. We are back in the Wine Thunderdome in the Berkshires in Lennox. We're not at Dare Bottle Shop and Provisions. We're around the corner. And we're gonna taste with Mary Dare. Ben Dare, not there. (laughs) This time, he's out back. Uh, So Ben Dare, out back? Ben Dare, out back. (laughs) We are at La Boema, which is an incredible pizza place that has been on our pizza quest. It's like neck and neck for number one pizza we've had in all of the four counties of Western Mass, which you probably didn't even know, but we, you know, we kind of like phantom gourmet you outside earlier in the summer. It's a whole thing. And you are the proprietor here. What's your name? I am, and I'm Molly Lyon Joseph. Molly is the sister of Mary Dare. And what's your name? My name is Jane Burns. And you are the manager here? Yes, I'm the manager here at Boema. You might have even served us when we came and secretly ate your pizza. It's very possible. Yeah, and we're gonna do some bubbly because tis the season. Sparkling wine is my number one favorite style. I keep thinking I'm gonna quit it and move on to something else, mm-hmm. but no, always go back to the bubbles. I wish I knew how to quit you. I recommend drinking <laughs> bubbles while wearing sparkling clothing. Yes, and, like and we are he forgot. This evening. <laughs> I, I actually, thought it was a joke. I thought it was a joke, like to wear your most sparkly stuff, because I have tons of actual sparkly stuff exactly i thought if anyone would do it you guys would i don't own anything sparkly anymore but this dude has too much has like one of those disco ball like blazers yeah i was expecting to see that this evening i wore a shirt that has little polka dots on it like tiny bubbles and khalees has a polka dot dress i do i have varying sizes of bubbles but molly and mary you are full-blown sparkling Speaking of sparkles, what is the first wine we're going to drink? Okay, so I just want to do a little kind of set the stage for why I chose this wine because obviously we're following this tasting with an all sparkling wine dinner. So we're going to be opening up six bottles. No food, it's just straight sparkling wine dinner. (laughs) Liquid dinner. So no, we'll have a couple of, you know, of course, what would a sparkling wine dinner be without champagne? So we will have champagne in the lineup, some cremants, some sparkling wines from, you know, all over the world. So what we wanted to do with our focus tasting right now is start with something that's really set the stage and is the OG of sparkling wines. So what you guys have in your glass is a wine called Splash, and it's by a a youngish winemaker, Vincent Alexi. So eighth generation, he's taken over from his father, grandfather, and is doing things really, really well. But wanted to start with this Petion Naturel, which is the method ancestral, you know, the ancient method of how sparkling wines were made. And we thought that's kind of where we should begin our quest tonight. It's mm-hmm. going way back. So we talked last week a little bit about Dom Perignon and a lot of the right. mythology about right. the creation of sparkling wine. And maybe it was really in Lemieux and all this stuff. But the method ancestral is really kind of an ancient accident of sparkling wine, right? Exactly. So <laughs> essentially what it is, so this is going back before any of 
you know, the modern sort of techniques, the liqueur de dosage and things that, you know, were found to make really effervescent sparkling wines like champagne. So how they make this wine is you start with your base wine. In this case, it's from the Semillon grape. So Semillon will maybe associate it with sauterne, you know, dessert wines. Sweet, elegant, beautiful. But Semillon can also make a really nice bone dry, light white wine. And in this case, a light sparkling white wine. So we're just outside of Bordeaux where this wine is from and what happens is they make their base wine so the grapes are harvested fermentation happens but while fermentation is happening they take that base wine and they bottle it so essentially you are capturing fermentation midway through throwing it all into a bottle capping it to then just continue all that goodness and essentially it just all is you know it's it's happening in the bottle it's absorbed into the wine the lees are all working and that is the product that you know four or five months later will then be shipped off to market so you'll often see like this wine was it's a crown cap it's just a or you know a beer cap there's not a crazy amount of effervescence as you see with champagne Champagne, Francia Corta, Cava, Prosecco. It's a much more of a delicate bubble. It's light in every way, but you really get that little sensation of happy bubbles, low ABV, and it's bone dry. It's mm. really good. It's got a lot of body to it. Like, it's got really nice acid, and like the bubbles are great, but like it's not as lean as I would imagine from just like the description and knowing that it's like naturally fermented. It's got a good amount of just a little bit of heft so that everything else can slide off. To me, it's like very gentle pop rocks. Where it's not like as aggressive as the pop rocks you may remember as a child exploding on your tongue, but there's a little bit of pop rocks. It's when you get just the teensy pop rock at the bottom of the bag. Exactly, the pop rock dust. That's what it is. It's pop Pop rock rock dust. dust. Sounds like a real bad drug. That's gonna be our new shelf talker. Pop rock dust in your mouth. What do you think, Jane? I think it's lovely. I love a pet mat. I think just like the lightest, littlest bit of funkiness is very welcome. This happens to be a winemaker that we know very well. We've known him for years. We've had meals with him. We've been to his beautiful property. So for us, it really adds that extra edge of not only is it a delicious wine, but we really can get behind it because we know the person who is making it and he's really doing incredible things with his winemaking approach and his style. It's all organically farmed, biodynamically produced. He's working with 100 acres is what it comes down to. So it's a big, you know, he has a big kind of expanse, but he is doing doing winemaking on a real artisanal scale. That label is really fun. So it is a wine that you'll recognize on the shelf. It's not typically French. And his motto for his winemaking, which we love, and it really shines through, is French wine is not dead. And he refers to that as like, he's the new generation, part of that new movement of winemakers who are also not killing their soils. So they're regenerative farming and not putting pesticides and all that crap there. So, you know, that's really the heart of what he does. It's a nice, just no-brainer sparkling wine. Think about these holidays where most of us maybe have the day off and you want to just get maybe the morning or the you know, midday started with, with something kind of fun and festive, but it's it's so light, it's light, you know, low ABV, and it's just a neat way to sort of, just to sort of get the party started. And for a wine that's just outside uh, Bordeaux, the label does not look typically French. No. The beer cap is not typically French. It's got an awesome sort of comic book style label on it and it's really light and fun. And if you are like me, like want a mimosa but without orange juice, (laughs) 
um, this is a perfect, you know, way oh, yeah. to make yes. that happen. Yeah. I love how this finishes. It's dry, but it's got like a little bit of sour peak. It's just so, it's so nice. Yeah, there's a citrus pithy thing to it. Yeah. So it does have that right. almost orange juicy thing without the orange juice. Yeah. How many pairings that can go with this? I mean, think about all the different, yeah, we could, I mean, cheese, you could do cream-based pastas. I feel like this could really hold up well with. This would hold up to a Benedict. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah there Christmas brunch. Sometimes you have your glass of wine, but you just want that little touch more. And we're always like, just a splash. Like, it's just, it's perfect. And that's the name of the first one. Perfect. <laughs> this goes well with lobster. If you're a mermaid. Thank you. These, uh, these look terrific. She's really hungry. You know they had to build those lobsters for her. Yeah, because she's a vegetarian. Yeah. yeah. They made a, a tofu paste no and filled them with that, wow. with, so that she could do the scene. We're at La Boema in Lenox, and we are drinking wine in the Wine Thunderdome with the folks from Dare Bottle Shop and Provisions. But Molly, you are uh, the owner here, and what's happening also at the same time is there are people walking through the restaurant because there's an art market out back in a barn that you use and do really fun, cool events all year long with, right? Yes, we have this 140-year-old barn that you were able to see. It's such an incredible space. We do all sorts of events there, from rehearsal dinners, we've done weddings, we do our typical dinner service as well. We do some more making for kids. And then we just did a pop-up market for the holidays. So all the merriment, you yeah. know, just let it spread out for the season. And Was that there when you started the restaurant? Yeah. The back? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, like, usable? Or did you have oh, to spend no, a lot of time? We, didn't. We, we basically just re revealed it back to its there original state. Yeah, <laughs> it, was, it was kind of forgotten about. Our father actually restored it to its original design. Yeah, it's beautiful. And that's where we've relegated Ben Dare for this particular segment. <laughs> yeah, Ben's in the barn. He's in the barn. Ben Dare will be back. Yeah. Do you live in a barn? He doesn't live there. Here we are with wine number two. All right, so I'm going to talk about this. This is Joyride. And this is some delicious pink bubbly from the Willamette Valley in Oregon. Uh, on the label here, you can see there's a bike wheel motif. And the winemaker, he gained his passion for wine while he was cycling across France professionally and took that love back to the Willamette Valley and is making this delicious, organic, sparkling Pinot Noir. Is and that after you get kicked off the U.S. team for doping? That's, that's exactly <laughs> right. Took that love and that prize money back to <laughs> This is a wine that we got from Emerson and Cafe Europa, and it's one of the wines that we're pairing tonight at our wine supper, our sparkling wine supper, and we're going to drink this with fried chicken. I'm a big fan of sparkling with fried anything. Yes. It can be anything from potato chips to like fried chicken wings or egg rolls from Chinese food and mm -hmm. chicken, everything in between. Fried, 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 sparkling, sparkling, sparkling. Yeah. Yep, yep. And that's why we chose this event to be very different than the typical events we've done in the past. And instead of using our 900 degree wood oven, which we are using for some aspects, there's a lot of fried food going on this menu. So nice. there's enough pressure going on at this time of year Bubbles are an incredible and wonderful part of it, but why not, instead of you know doing the usual thing, just keep it super casual, eat some fun, casual food, and drink lots of bubbles. Indulge. What? Yeah. That's what Makes fried food pair so well with champagne and, and sparkling wines. The acid can yeah. cut through the fat pretty well, you know, and this has a 
great acid to it. I also think that a lot of fried food is just by design going to be salty, and sparkling wine a lot of times is a tiny bit sweeter than still wines, mm -hmm. sometimes because of the dosage, the extra right, sugar right. that they add to it. So the sweet, salty thing is why I think it matches really well. Exactly. Yeah. I just wanted to mention the sparkle, and this wine is created in the way that they'll make Prosecco, so in that Charmat method. So it kind of doesn't have a specific right name, essentially just American sparkling, but it's part of that big category of sparkling wines made in the States that we don't have a specific sort of title for. Yeah. Where does it land on the Pop Rocks? That's a big part of the package. It's a little bit further from the end, like there's definitely a lot more residual like bubbling happening here for this one. Not like you just got a handful. Don't drink it with soda or you will explode. Don't give it to pigeons. <laughs> Did we say what grape this is? I'm assuming it's Pinot Noir because we'll Yep, 100% organic Pinot Noir. It's a nice, gentle it's pink. So much different fruit. The other one is very much citrus and this is berries. Yeah. Like red berries. I like that both of these have the uh, beer cap, for lack of a better yeah, word. Yeah, right. that's a, fun, makes it a lot easier. People get intimidated by opening right. sparkling right. wine with a cork. And then yeah. you also don't have to worry about accidentally putting your eye out. Y'all shoot your eye out! Y'all shoot your eye out! You guys did the, uh, the 101 of opening a bottle the other day. One day we'll go over the uh, sabering of bottles on the radio, yes. which is really fun to do too. Yes. Oh, Impress yeah. your friends with sabering. Uh -huh. yeah. yeah, sabering 101. La Boema. Lennox with Mary and Jane and Molly. These wines both available at Dare Bottle Shop and Provisions, sometimes available at La Boema, where we're about to experience a whole full sparkling wine dinner. Let's vote of these two. The one, the Splash from just outside Bordeaux, which is Semillon, and the Joyride, which is 100 cent Pinot Noir from the Willamette Valley. Who wants to vote first? We're voting too? Yeah, you, we're all gonna vote to see which one is like, and it doesn't mean it's your favorite forever, it's just yes. your favorite right, right now. now. I know it's hard for, you know, people that sell both wines to have to pick one. My favorite right now is Splash by Chateau Barrier. Okay, that's Mary Dare's vote. I, I have to say, I think that my vote may also be for Splash right now. Molly from La Boema. Right now, I'm enjoying the Joyride. Uh-huh. Yeah, I think that's my, my choice for tonight. Khalees. Uh, for tonight, might also be the joyride. That means it's tied. Oh, that was means real close. I am the tiebreaker. No, it's real close. Two for splash. Two for joyride. And being the francophile that I am, I'm handing it over to Splash. There we go. The winner of the evening. Yes, the gentle pop rocks on my tongue. <laughs> Take me all the way it's home. Really, really lovely. They were both great. Yeah. Well, cheers, everybody. Well, Happy cheers. New Year. Thanks for joining yeah. us. They did an actual wine thunderdome at the end of the dinner, and I think unsurprisingly, the champagne was the winner uh, of the night after all that delicious yeah, food. Yeah, but not the one that we had, a, a totally different one. Yeah. <laughs> Up next, ringing in the new year with some of the folks behind First Night Northampton. We'll hear why they call the last night of the year First Night from event producer Steve Sanderson, and we'll hear from two of the performers at First Night, Love Crumbs and Father Hotep. You're listening to The Fabulous 413 on 88.5 NEPM. Welcome back to The Fabulous 413. I'm Monty Belmonte. And I'm Khalees Smith. On Sunday, December 31st, the Northampton Arts Council will bring you the 39th incarnation of a citywide New Year's Eve party. Since 1985, First Night Northampton has filled the Paradise City with a 12-hour family-friendly festival of the arts, culminating in a traditional ball-raising 
from the roof of the Hotel Northampton. Only in Northampton does the ball What was that snicker go about? Up. Come on. First night takes over downtown with 23 venues, an astounding array of entertainment presented by hundreds of talented performers. And joining us to give us a rundown of what to expect is Northampton Arts Council events producer Steve Sanderson. Steve, thanks for joining oh, us. Oh, thanks for having me. It's great to be here. So Steven. what's funny about the ball raising, uh, besides the fact that like we raise the ball and it's so much easier to drop it because gravity? It's just Northampton. Yeah, we've, we've got to raise the ball. <laughs> and and it's, I hear it referred to all the time as a good old-fashioned ball raising, which is hilarious. That seems it, like yeah. a thing you could be maybe yeah. taken to court for. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> Steve Sanderson, first night. It doesn't make sense to a lot of people because it's the last night of the year. So why is it called first night if it's the last night? Well, you're celebrating the end and you're going past midnight. Okay. And it's still dark out. So I kind of explain it that way. It's still You don't want to call it first morning? You know it doesn't ring. First doesn't early ring. morning? It's not it's not as good. First morning. Oh, and, I'll see you at first morning. We'll go party. And if you say last night, it sounds like something that happened yesterday. <laughs> right. Did yeah. you go to last no, night? It, what do you mean? <laughs> what to go go to what last night? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but first night is like a protected trademarked brand that is. started in Boston, right? Can you tell us yeah. a little bit about that? Well, uh, Boston you just did. It's uh, they own the trademark, and we have to pay homage to them every year. So, but, but a, they 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 allow it. They're fine with it. Yeah. An arts organization, yeah. right? Yes, yeah. yeah, just like the arts council, exactly like yeah. the arts council. But they were first, so they have rights. And but but ours is bigger. <laughs> is it? <laughs> yeah, ours then is first bigger. Night yeah. We have more more venues. How many venues? Really? We have twenty two venues, and that's not really counting us closing down the street for the DJs at the end of the night. Uh huh. That's why we know, counted twenty three yes. yeah. on our list. Yeah, so. so you close down a whole street there. Yeah. The middle of that intersection still counts as a venue. Yeah. yeah. And, and you can party on the courtyard. We light the courtyard now. Have you seen the courtyard recently? We're getting better and better at that. It's like really oh, funky. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> we light the hotel and the courtyard. It's, it's a fun place to hang out. We also start the music there earlier. Nice. And the, the whole thing kicks off at noontime. Mm-hmm. So it's, yeah. it's a 12-hour event. Yeah. It's, it's structured so that families can come early. And if you want to bring little kids, it's, you know, it's great for little kids. And then we kind of at 6.15, we do the fireworks. So when the little ones are tired, you can kind of make it a whole You can terrify them home, with fireworks. Terrify them with explosions in the sky. At that time. Right. And then take them home and try to put them to bed and come back out. <laughs> 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 Which we're hoping that you do. Yeah. <laughs> and how does one, there's, uh, as we mentioned, 22 or 23, depending how you want to count it, yeah. venues, a 12 hours event. How, how does one gain access to all of this? One button. Um, buttons, uh, you can get a daytime button, you can get an adult button, a kid button, or a half day button. And it's real easy to get them. Firstnightnorthampton.org is where you would go. There's a list of uh, actual retailers where you could go and get them, or you can buy them online and pick them up uh, at Thorns on the day of. Excellent. Yeah. The event's been going on for like almost 40 years. How many, event, how many venues did it start with to grow to 23? It started smaller because some of yeah, I believe that Smith College, who is back now and has three venues, we we hadn't had Smith College since before the pandemic, and thirty three Holly didn't exist. Right. So you're looking at all of the churches downtown and a few other municipal buildings. So I'm going to say it probably started out eight to twelve venues. Yeah, and now it's yeah. grown, and it's also transitioned. It was one arts organization, the Center right. for the Arts, where yep. thirty three Holly is based now, to the city's arts organization, the Northampton Arts Council. Right. What 
it's so a, a fundraiser for the arts in some ways, right? Because you are a five hundred one c three nonprofit yeah, arm absolutely. of the city government. Yeah, and we we will turn all that profit into grants and operating funds to fund art and art projects. Um, you know, you say the Northampton Center for the Arts. It would be I would be remiss if I did not shout out. Penny Burke, who taught us everything we need to know about First Night, and we, you know, following in her footsteps with this model. I swore that she would never <laughs> stop producing First Night because she tr- every year would tell me, "This is my last one. This is my last one." This yeah. is my last one. <laughs> one year she gave me a bottle of Trump vodka yeah. as a gift oh, right before that. First Night, yeah. and that was her last one. I think she had to check out after that. <laughs> She's like, "I've gone too far." Yeah, we're speaking with Steve Sanderson from the Northampton Arts Council, who's also the host of the mornings on 93.9 The River. I'm listening to you and your daughter Hazel who's in the studio with us and her get up and go song of the day on the so, drive in every So morning. now we're talking about two institutions that you've taken over. Yeah, right? <laughs> well, What's it, next? We, the Fabulous 413? It, we funny, invited yeah. this. Like, there's great mentors. What can I say? You know, in <laughs> the Young at Heart course I was a part of for so long. That's right. I, it led me to the Arts Council when Bob Silman retired for the Arts Council. That's mm-hmm. pretty amazing. Yeah. Now they'll be playing at a solid sound they just announced. Isn't that and amazing? It's really amazing. Yeah. It's going to be awesome. There I'm are very excited. over a hundred performers that are, or performances that are part of First Night Northampton on New Year's Eve in Northampton, 23 locations. And one of those performers joins us in the studio, Father Hotep. That's right. <laughs> Father Hotep, Michael Hansen uh, from Amherst, is first generation Trinidadian American songwriter, vocalist, multi instrumentalist, and composer based in Amherst and performing under the name Father Hotep. Tell us about about yourself and your father, Hotep. Uh, yeah. Oh, well, hi. My name is Michael. Hi. <laughs> um, hi, Michael. I go under Father Hotep, um, and I live in the area, uh, sort of the Hadley-Amherst area. Um, and the project that I am performing under um, is is actually a visual um, auditory, like sort of auditory experience um, that I developed based on uh, remixes. There's like a long tradition of like hip hop remixes. Um, and more recently, in the last 10 years, uh, more commonly doing visual remixes of what could be could described as movement. Um, and that's a lot of what my art is centered around, along with like my personal experience as a black creator in uh, kind of like the, the area. Yeah. So Father Hotep and the work that that you produce under that moniker is far less of just music, just hip hop, but more of a like multi-level sort of thing is it always performance art do you bring other people into these projects when you when you play out yeah actually um i'm uh, there's a there's a lot of like i said movement that's involved in like the composition and a lot of the movement kind of addresses genre as well and addresses changes in how we think about certain like i'm like some of the tracks i'm, I'm going to play are uh are kind of hip hop inspired, um, but also like draw on house music and draw on um, dub and D and B um, jungle. There's um, also a lot of design in the concepts that I'm bringing to the table. Um, you'll hear from Alan Watts and um, Louis Armstrong um, for as vocal like interludes to kind of uh, I like to speak with samples. So. Um, a lot of the process and a lot of the music that I make, especially with the collaborations, I have one collaboration that I'm, um, I'll be playing for y'all uh, with uh, my collaborator, longtime collaborator Nick Bowers, 
um, and we're huge Ableton sound design nerds. <laughs> nice. So our our whole oh, yeah. Ableton. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's a full time job <laughs> for us. Um, for those who don't know what Ableton is, explain. Yeah, uh, uh, it's a it's an audio sort of workstation that's all in the box, all in your computer. So. Yeah, but it does video too, sorta. Um, mm. If you if you want to get in, in yeah, into it, can. It, it can. It totally can. Uh, yeah, yeah. Not so much for like transitions or fancy things, uh-huh. but if you just want cuts, it's your there you go. Yeah, You're good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Great for syncing. Great for syncing. But we're huge audio nerds. I'm a huge audio nerd, um, but I'm also a performer, a vocalist. I've been a vocalist for my entire life. That's where I learned theory, and that's where I learned performance. Um, and this project sort of um, harkens or works within the kind of movement space and with the video projections and the genre flipping, but it also uh, is the backing for my voice when I do perform with my voice uh yeah. Should we hear the clip? I would love to. Do you want to set it, it up at yeah, all? Or yeah, yeah, tell yeah. Tell us who we're going to hear in this. Um, so the opening, so I can, I, I don't like, uh, you know, explaining the the art, but I would love to frame it for you so you have something to cling on to because it is a little bit chaotic. Um, in the best way. In the best in way. In a very good way. <laughs> in the best for way. Sure. No, no. Um, so uh, this clip um, I made a mix for specifically for the show because Aww, I was like, thanks. yeah, I was Thank like, I, I wanted to, I wanted to kind of give people that might be coming out to first night um, an idea of like where where my head's at and what my music's about. This clip sort of emphasizes perspective um, on a couple levels um, and brings you into kind of that that uh, that kind of cliche of like we're all one um, by indicating, hey, like perspective on the phone you know you hear it in your head you hear your own voice in your head uh you hear your own voice on the radio you hear your own voice or when you project onto people uh you know what i mean what what does that mean and uh what does that feel like cool father hotep is performing at first night northampton on new year's eve at three o'clock at quick workspace here's father hotep voice message system zero one two three four five six really four questions that all philosophers have discussed from the beginning recorded time. First is who started it. The second is are we going to make it. The third is where are we going to put it. And the fourth is who's going to clean up. When you think these over, it poses a fifth question. Is it serious? And that's the one I want to discuss. Is existence serious? Like you say to doctor, um, now please look at your x-ray picture. Is it serious? What does that mean? It means uh, am I in danger of not continuing to survive? The question is, ought I to continue to survive? In other words, must I survive? If life is serious, then of course I must survive. If it is not serious, it really doesn't matter whether I do or I don't.
So how did they know whether your birthday was on the, uh, your birthday's on the, I thought it was on the well, floor. Well, no, I didn't ask my mom all that. I was just glad to be here. And I, didn't <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't even do it else. one of those subtle things that you just got to trust that someone sees something that you can't see. Yes. Um, another example of what those subtleties is like, you hear yourself talk all day and then you hear yourself on a voicemail and you sound completely, completely different. I used to leave a voicemail message for my wife when answering machines were a thing, but I might get home before her and play it, and I'd be like, who is calling my wife? <laughs> and, sp and speaking so familiarly to her. But it was me. That, that was incredible from Father Hotep, who is playing at 3 o'clock at Click Workspace as part of First Night. And if you've Andy. never seen live electronica done, like it's always fascinating to see like what bits and bobs and pieces and like components make it happen. So if you're on the fence, just go and like have a real fun experience. Yeah, or perhaps you could look into getting a button for first night and experience all sorts of different performances. Uh, let's take a quick break and then we'll hear live music from one of the other first night performers, Love Crumbs. <laughs> You're listening to the Fabulous 413 on 88.5 The Fabulous 413 podcast is funded by Northeast Solar, helping customers make the switch to solar for savings, energy security, and tax incentives. Learn more at northeast-solar.com. Live a better feel, I guess. I really feel that stress. 
Welcome back to the Fabulous 413. Love Crumbs is an Indian folk rock group based in Massachusetts, known for blending poignant lyrics with powerhouse female vocals. Michael Dubuque of Greenfield and lead vocalist Allison McTavish of Woodstock, Connecticut, are part of Love Crumbs, and they join us in the studio. They're going to be playing at First Night Northampton, New Year's Eve, 5 p.m., at the APE Gallery. It's Live Music Friday here in the Fabulous 413. Let's hear something live from Love Crumbs. All right, what's up, guys? Uh, we have not played this song live before. Um, we just, Yay, uh, premieres! Yeah, premieres. <laughs> we, just, uh, we actually never played it before together until the parking lot. Uh, so. <laughs> we saw you practicing in the yeah, parking lot and thought, yeah, we were like, please come inside, it's cold. It's cold outside. Yeah, they, they tried to beckon us in. That's not good for uh, anybody. Come cold. inside. Yeah, Be warm. And, uh, yeah, but we, we, you know, when we said, uh, what song do you want to, you know, we said, what we wanted to have fun. And what's more fun, we wanted to play music in quotes, you know, and that's uh, playful to, to play something new. So here we go. Thank you. Yeah. Wake up, silence. Depression, bring violence. And I know tonight and
a debut song. That was unbelievable. That is Love Crumbs, who are performing as part of First Night Northampton, 5 o'clock on New Year's Eve at the APE Gallery. I think that Tinder match was wrong. <laughs> Check out my Facebook for more. <laughs> love Crumbs sounds like something dogs love after somebody drops some food off the table, but it actually comes from a poem, right? So yeah. where did where did the name Love Crumbs come from. Ooh, that's a tongue. Oh, where did the yeah, name Love Crumbs come from? Where did the name Love Crumbs come from? It's an E.E. Cummings poem called bums. I Like My Body When It Is With Your. Oh, and, yeah. But it ends, <laughs> I think it should be like body, but it doesn't. <laughs> um, and it's like a pretty racy poem that I chose in high school to read out loud <laughs> in my like advanced literature world poetry <laughs> class. And I was like, oh, wow. Like, it's a little... Uh, risque but yeah we were just you know looking through a lot of poetry basically and trying to find like cool phrases and it just worked right on yeah here we are yeah and here you are the love crumbs yeah should we just do another song rather than chit chat do you want to ask a question uh either's fine let's do another song okay i am like woefully out of tune you know let me see let me see i wasn't gonna bring it up yeah (laughs) right can you hear it i was like it's all i can think about yeah i thought you liked it that way what the? Well, don't say it. Good. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Thank yeah, I mean, you. It's not worked anyway, I guess. Yeah, but hold on. Let's see here. Let's see if I can. We tune because we care. Yes. While we tune, we can talk about some of the other acts that are yeah, playing yeah, first. Yeah. Expandable Brass Band, Carrie Ferguson. I'm looking at the. You have to learn how to read a map. If you go to first night, because there is this, and I've been going for so long now that I know this how to read it. But massive schedule with by venue, so you can see who's at what time by venue, and it's very cool. But it also is sometimes a little overwhelming, uh, especially if you are in said band and trying to figure out where you're supposed to be playing. Sometimes, am I speaking from experience? Maybe yes. And she's speaking from experience for this year, too, because Khalees Smith's Soul Magnets will be performing rounding out at the Academy of Music. At 10 o'clock. There is a, at, yes, please come and dance because I'm not supposed to say like that, but I'm saying it as a, a person in a band because there's like three singer-songwriters before my funk band, and we're just not sure what's going to happen. It's going to be great. I hope so. Yeah. And those, there's some excellent singer-songwriters. Mary Lambert of national renown, Aisha Burns, who was just on Steve's show and was on our show earlier this year. Mm-hmm. So, All right, we're going to run out of time if we don't hear one more. We may right. end up having to fade you out, but if we do, first night in Northampton is New Year's Eve. The buttons are available. Uh, go to firstnightnorthampton.org to find out more about that uh, from the bottom of our hearts here at the Fabulous 413. Thanks for making this a great year. Yeah, it's been fun. That's nice. Here are the Love Crumbs performing at First Night, 5 o'clock at APE. So that was our newest song. We're going to now play our oldest song oldest from song. about 12 years ago. Yeah, yeah. yeah. When I was a, a, a mere young lad, uh, I was playing, like, kids' music at an event, and I, like, thrust, like, s- with sweaty palms, like, this demo <laughs> into Monty's hand. I was like, oh, Monty's here. <laughs> and he, he's like, all right, yeah, I'll give it a listen. And he did. And, uh, you know, I emailed him. He's like, yeah, I liked it. And then he put it on played, the river. Yeah, this we is. We might have played yeah. this song on your show. Yeah, I, I love this song. Okay. Cavalcades, right? No, it's different. This is a long. Even her old. Older than that. Well, now. Okay, all right. That band, yeah. One, two, three, four. Please don't turn the light on when you go. Don't you tell them what we did. I know you got a wife and kids. And you know how people talk when they're feeling far from God. And I guess you gotta fill the space I just get so sick of this goddamn place And my body is a 
train Going slower from the weight And I said, God damn It seems I lost my way again Another one, yeah, it gets a little hard to defend I cannot cope, I need a little something to mend Or pretend that it gets me through you I'm a curve to a melody Poetry isn't really what you wanted from me Your silhouette as you leave just screams to me All the things that we do to get through I felt the sting of you walk away Leaving nothing in its place Fell forward to my face All the flowers fell down me now When I was done with the one I saw I started ripping walls of all their claws And my body is afraid It takes a touch to tilt the weight When I said, God damn It seems I lost my way again Another one, yeah, it gets a little hard to defend I cannot cope, I need a little something Pretend that it gets me through you are a curve to a melody A poetry isn't really what you wanted from me Your silhouette as you leave just screams to me All the things that we do to get through And I know I can find what I'm looking for uh, Down at the corner bar Five o'clock at the APE Gallery on First Night, Northampton. Thank you both so much. Thank you. Happy New Year from all of us here at the Fabulous 413. And happy holidays in general. Yeah. All of them. We'll see you next year. <laughs> Thanks.